the Financing Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. It is a pleasure to interview Tara Jefferson today. I first met Tara nearly 10 years ago when she was a creator and editor of the popular blog, Young Mommy Life. Now she is a founder of the Self-Care Suite, a multicultural intergenerational community with more than 600 members strong. That is designed to empower women through the mantra of self-care. With the Self-Care Suite blog, e-commerce shops, in-person events, and webinars, women are given the space to flourish and discover how to live with less stress and more joy. Mrs. Jefferson also podcasts at Make Life Rich. Welcome to the podcast, Tara. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. Um, I haven't spoken to you in a while, and you've done so many things in the past 10 years I've known you. Tell us us about your journey to the self-care suite and your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's like we've known each other almost like since the beginning of my blogging journey. Um, I started a blog back in 2008 uh, when I was pregnant. I was 22 and pregnant with my son, my second child, and I started a blog called The Young Mommy Life, and it was really all about, you know, my journey as a young mother in college, um, newly graduated, and trying to explore the world through that lens and, and really encourage other young mothers to pursue their dreams and to, you know, do motherhood their way and not get so caught up on the stigma or Um, any type of negativity that comes their way, but just to kind of press forward and thrive um, with your kids right next to you. And so I had done that blog for a while, and then as I found myself nearing 30, I was like, I don't really feel like a young mother (laughs) anymore. (laughs) Like like I'm about to be 30. You know, I don't want to still talk about, you know, stuff. I thought that there's more young moms who are coming up, and they can, you know, really take up space in that arena. Right. And so I thought about what my second act would be or my next act would be, and I looked at my archives of the blog, and I was like, well, I'm really talking about self-care and a lot of this. You know, mm. like it's it's really about encouraging moms to take time for themselves because I know, you know, with young mothers, we have higher instances of postpartum depression, um, depression in general, anxiety, et cetera. And so a lot of my content back then 2008 and and moving forward was really about self-care at the core of it. So when I decided to kind of move away from the um, young mom angle, self-care seemed like the the next, um, the natural evolution of my messaging and my brand. And a lot of my people came with me as I decided to start the self-care suite in 2015. Um, and ever since then, I've been hosting retreats every year, doing sister circles um, in different cities each year, and really just trying to bring women together. I think my main thing, a lot of people in the wellness space have a, a thing that they're known for, whether it's yoga or massage or Reiki right. or acupuncture. And I think my thing is community. I think my thing mm. is really helping to stitch those bonds between women so that we can when we're together, like, we can see ourselves clearly um, reflected in other people, and that gives us the space and the knowledge to grow and thrive, really. Right. I love that yeah. you looked for that common thread for your mm-hmm. next step, um, mm-hmm. and I thought that was very seamless. And um, so to me, I find that you're a very 
renaissance woman. I mean, like <laughs> you, you did young mommy life very well. That, <laughs> hey, y'all, I mean, this is a really good blog that you had. Um, you had guest Thank writers. Um, I wrote on it once, and it mm-hmm. was it had a lot of traction, a lot of readership. And um, but I understand, like after thirty, you know, life changes. Your kids get a little bit older, and mm-hmm. you're looking for something different. And that was a really good transition. Um, so you've pivoted. So how do you go about knowing which opportunities to embrace and which ones to let go? Yeah, that is like the question of my life. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to trying to figure that out. Um, I really am. Um, I find that in my um, career and in my pursuit of projects that I really have to think about things that align with who I am as a person and things that um, will push me to get where I get me to where I want to be. And I also feel like I have privilege in working for myself and Mm -hmm. being able to kind of be picky (laughs) about things Um, Whether it's, you know, a collaboration where I feel like, oh, you know, I'm going to end up doing too much of the work or I might not be able to bring enough to the table or whatever. I I feel like I do have a certain level of um, privilege in being able to design my business in a way that kind of speaks to my strengths. Um, I'm very much a collaboration type of person. I'm very much a person who thinks about um, accessibility and what's affordable to people. I'm Mm -hmm. a person who thinks a lot about, um, you know, how do we connect people. So if we're doing an event, I'm doing an event with somebody else, I'm usually the one to say, okay, well, when are we going to have time for, like, small group discussion? (laughs) Or, like, you know, how are we going to build bonds within this project, you know, between the people that we're serving? Um, So I really look at, you know, what are my core values, and obviously community is one of those. And I try to pick projects that are truly um, aligned with that. Okay. So if someone were to come to one of your events, uh, like mm-hmm. the retreats and the sister circles you have, what would they expect? Because it sounds yeah. really exciting. Yeah. So what I try to do, and I don't know, um, I've, I've researched a little bit about what other people do, but for me, I think that the retreat and sister circle experience starts with, like as soon as you purchase a ticket. Okay. Um, so with my events, um, with the retreat in particular, um, we have an attendee group um, that you get to join before the retreat. Okay. And this is like six or seven months in advance. And we are there. We're making conversation. We're making connections. Um, women will, um, you know, if you need to kind of save money, women will um, pick a roommate in that group and get to know each other before you um, set foot at the retreat space. Um, we'll have, you know, Lyft and Uber buddies, you know, people to travel with, and you figure out, oh, I'm flying out of JFK too. You oh, know, nice. you can meet up together and do that and kind of travel into the space together. Um, and so then we have that bond before we even set foot in the in the retreat space, and that way we can kind of get right in <laughs> to the wow. to the the heavier, meatier topics because we don't right. have to spend a day or so just what's your name and who, where are you yeah, from, yeah, yeah. we already have that comfort level with each other. And so 
um, with my events, I really, really try to build that community aspect in. But I also really am big on kind of like that personal reflection piece. And so I I do both, right? So in in my events, either the retreats or the sister circles, there's time for you to just kind of absorb what, you know, the speakers or, or your other attendees are saying and reflect on how that, um, you know, surfaces or how you might want to reflect some of those changes in your own life. Um, so both of those are, you know, the aspects. And obviously, I like to, you know, feed people. <laughs> so <laughs> That's I, I always a bonus. <laughs> that's always a bonus. I know I, there's a lot of retreats and events and people don't feed their guests. And I'm like, oh, you gotta no. feed oh, people. <laughs> they can't absorb what you're saying if they're hungry, right? Right. So, so I, I always try to make sure that I feed people as much as possible, and um, really work on those bonds. And then, in addition to um, the attendee group prior to the retreat, then they are also um, invited to join our larger uh, community group afterwards, so that they still get that type of community and support after the event is over. That sounds awesome. And I also like the fact that I'm an introvert by nature, and I Mm -hmm. like the fact that you have the reflection part of it Mm -hmm. because I find that some events it's like, go, 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 and, like, you don't really have a chance to reflect and to digest everything that's happening around you. And then also you have the small groups that you can make, you know, more connections than just having a big room where you're introducing yourself. It's more organic and intimate. Right, right. I'm an introvert, too. Like, I, it's really funny that this ended up being my life. <laughs> because <Yes. laughs> I'm very, I'm very satisfied with a book and a blanket. Like, I'm right. very <laughs> happy. Um, and so I do, I do plan these events with, like, introverts in mind. With my retreats, we're not in sessions all day. Um, we're in sessions from, like, 9 to 3. And in that 9 to 3, like, there's breaks <laughs> and there's, like, right. downtime. And um, it's not, you know, busy, busy, busy. We have, there's a lot of time for you to kind of make the retreat what you need it to be. So some people just need to rest, right? Like some right. Uh, one attendee um, one year she tweeted out while she was there, she was like, I am in my hotel room watching Harry Potter, and I am so happy. Like, she had her feet up, she had room service, and Harry Potter, and there was no kids, there was nobody bothering her, she did not feel pressured to, you know, Amazing. hang out with anybody yeah. else. And I was like, you do that, you watch all the Harry Potter that you want. <laughs> yes, I loved it. <laughs> so your next retreat is coming up, right? Can it you tell is. the listeners a little bit about it? It is. This year we're going to be in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, Yeah, we're going to be going there in November, um, which is we usually host them um, every year in September. Okay. But because of Puerto Rico, I was like, let's push it back to November just to be, you know, cautious with the weather and everything. Right. And, um, yeah, it's going to be. This is our fifth year, and it's our largest one ever. This year we're at um, 45 women. And I'm really, really excited for the transformation. I mean, every year these women come together, and they make, like, real honest-to-God friends. Um, Last year in 2018, we were in New Orleans, which is one of my favorite American cities. And on the last day of the retreat, about eight or nine of the women went, um, we were in the French Quarter, and they went a couple blocks over, and they all got tattoos together. 
Oh, my God. Um, wow. Yeah, like, and they <laughs> like, had just met, like, I don't know, like four days prior. Oh, my God. And so now they have, like, this group chat. They got their own little squad name. Um, <laughs> you know, they got the chat. Like, it is a real, real deal community. Right, right. And, and that's good because it will keep growing organically mm-hmm. because people are a part of it. Mm-hmm. How do you go about exactly. selecting where you have your retreat? Yeah. Um, I am really, I think about, you know, kind of the vibe that I'm going for each year. And and as we plan it, one thing that's, I think, kind of unique about our, about the retreat is that we have a lot of repeat attendees, a lot of women who come year after year after year. And so I I definitely try to make sure that they are not signing up. I mean, I don't think they would mind. (laughs) They they enjoy it. But I really try to make sure they're not signing up for the same content, the same, you know, locations, the same, um, you know, the same vibe every year because I really want everybody who comes to get something out of it, Um, Mm -hmm. even, you know, the people who are drowning and feeling like, oh, my God, I need so much help, my self-care is non-existent, to the people who have been coming for a while and they feel like they have a pretty great self-care routine and this is really more of a checkup for them. It's more right. of a, a um, booster shot, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And so I really want everybody who comes to be able to get something out of it. And I think it's also great that I really don't have to do much <laughs> because I come and I set the table and I, you know, create the environment and the space and the women really turn to each other and have Mm. and pour into each other so when a woman says I have five children and I feel like it's selfish for me to carve out time for myself another woman from her table will turn to her and be like listen I was where you were three years ago Mm. and this is how I you know adjusted my mindset and now I feel free to take that time and I don't feel guilt and they hold each other's hands and walk through it together and so that is what I'm trying to cultivate when I when I pick the locations and when I pick the speakers and all of that right it's just really creating um, a space where women can feel safe and heard and listened to that sounds awesome and it's powerful because you know self-care you know, although it's been a buzzword, and I'm happy about that, I, you know, didn't really see women practicing self-care mm-hmm. growing up. You know, mm-hmm. my parents um, migrated from Jamaica when I was very young, and, you know, they're learning the system, and um, I watched my mom and my aunts really hustle to build a life for their family. So, I, you know, self-care was never really on the agenda. How can women who are raised not seeing self-care um, done, start practicing it for themselves, especially in this time of their life where they're being tugged in so many different directions. Yeah. So what I always say is, like, in order for your self-care practice to really and truly stick, I mean, you can do things because you feel like you you ought to or you should or it's a buzzword now. Um, but I always, at some point during most of my events, I will ask the women, like, who taught you how to take care of yourself? And like for good or bad, right, who who taught you that, you know, it's important to take time out, it's important to tend to yourself, mind, body, spirit, who taught you that it's not okay and that that's, you know, not um, what what strong women and wives and mothers do. And I always get this feedback of, you know, well, nobody taught me or um, I never saw my mother take a nap or I never saw my mother cry or I never saw my mother, you know, leave the house without at least one of the kids, you know? Yeah. Um, and so once you start to 
really break that down and you start to think about it. I even have a I have a blog post um, on my website about that, like who taught you how to take care of yourself. And it's 10 questions that you ask yourself to really get to the heart of, okay, what do I believe about self-care? Um, and does this information, do these beliefs still serve me in this current season of my life? And most of the time it doesn't. Um, and we need to develop a new mindset and develop a new way of looking at it where um, we are pouring into ourselves so that our cup stays full and that we are giving to people from our overflow and not um, really running around on fumes and being angry that we don't have enough left to give to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I always say to women, once you've done that mindset shift and everything and you're like, okay, I want to take care of myself now. I believe that I deserve it. I believe that it's my birthright. I always tell women to start off with doing something for you in the morning and doing something for you in the evening. So in the morning, it could be, you know, having like a little, you know, tea corner in your kitchen, um, you know, whatever your favorite flavored coffee is, reading a book, doing some journaling, doing some meditation, watching a quick episode of whatever your favorite Netflix show is, um, you know, some stretches, whatever. Do something in the morning that kind of centers you and you pour into yourself before you let the outside world in, um, I think that's super, super important, a great way to start taking care of yourself. And then at night, my favorite, favorite thing, and it's such a small thing, but my favorite thing is to shower by candlelight. Oh, wow. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like you're going to shower anyway, right? But turning the lights off and lighting a candle makes it feel like, you're in a movie or something. Like it's just really sensual and it adds a certain element to, you know, an everyday thing that's already in your routine. Right. Um, but for me, like that helps me transition and I can really literally visualize like the stress of the day or the decisions that, you know, I had to make today, um, things that didn't go quite the way I planned. I can literally visualize all of that kind of like, washing off my body and down the drain. And that really kind of helps put um, the day in perspective for me and that I'm not carrying the same things over day after day after day. Uh, So that's one of the things that I always say, like start and end your day for yourself and then you'll reap the benefits. You know, and I love the shower by candlelight because I'm not a big bath person. You know, I hear people Mm -hmm. say, I like to soak, Mm -hmm. you know, for like Mm -hmm. a half an hour. That's not really, that doesn't do much for me, but like a shower, that is Mm -hmm. awesome. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's not much. You just light a candle. That's it. It's just, I'm like, where are my matches? Where's my candle? Don't move my my stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge bath person. I love baths, but then you got to scrub the tub first. You got to do all this. Where's, where's my bath bombs? Where's this? And then I got to get a bath. Like it's, it's a lot that goes into a bath. Like there's a lot of work before you can relax. (laughs) So when I don't have, I usually will have a bath like on Friday nights or, you know, Saturday nights or something like that. But when I don't have the energy or the desire, yeah, get a candle, shut those lights off. Um, and it's it's perfect. Yeah, I like that. And that yeah. makes it very approachable. And that was my next question. I, you have a lot going on. You're a mother, you're a wife, you're an entrepreneur, you're a speaker, you're a writer. How do you practice self-care <laughs> while managing it all? Yeah. So I will tell you, I am quick to take a mental health day. Um, <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> anyone else. 
But I am quick to be like, wow, I've worked really hard the past seven days. I think today <laughs> is going to be a mental health day. Um, I really, really, really believe in um, checking in with myself on a regular basis to just really see, and I have certain tells, and I always tell women to pay attention to your tells. You can, you, your body tells you when you've been doing too much or when you need to slow down. Um, one of my tells is that my nails will get brittle and like they'll keep breaking, and I'm like, okay, like what, wow. yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Or if yeah. I find myself um, picking my lips, or if I find myself just really like my kids are good. Um, monitors like they'll tell me mom you keep you know yawning or yeah. you know they'll they'll you know clue me into certain things as well that Children I might be missing <laughs> they are they are or my son my son is like you keep sighing <laughs> are you okay <laughs> <laughs> or like my daughter will sometimes say mom you look really tired are you all right and it's like wow do I really <laughs> exactly exactly so sometimes it's like you got to pay attention like oh okay I, I do look tired. I do feel tired, you know, or, yeah, right, oh, right. I do I do keep sighing. I must be frustrated, <laughs> you know, like. Right, right. <laughs> so, yes, That's I funny. really try to I try to check in with myself. And when I notice those things, um, then I'm like, okay, is it time for a mental health day? Do I need to? I try to go. I go to therapy uh, once a month now, and that is extremely helpful yeah. in helping me. Um, and like my, my therapist was saying, like, you don't have to be in crisis to be in therapy. And I really had to internalize that because I would have a tendency to go to therapy when I'm going through a difficult season. And then as soon as the difficult season is over, I have a better handle, handle on it. Then I'm like, okay, I don't need therapy anymore. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, it was like, oh, another difficult season. I got to find, you know, a new therapist. My therapist moved. Like, it's better for me, I've discovered to have that, because therapy is one of the few safe spaces where you do not have to exert any type of mental energy on there on somebody else's behalf. Um, right. It's really like dump your problems, get solutions to your problems, and go. It's not, yeah. you don't have to sit and ask them how they're doing or do they have the right. bandwidth to handle you right now. That's literally what they're there for. And I find that so important um, because you can't always, you know, your friends might not always be available or they may have their own stresses or your spouse might be, you know, having their own thing. But a therapist I found is has been invaluable in my journey. Right. And I'm so happy that more people are using therapists as well and it's not a big stigma anymore because mm-hmm. you're right, sometimes you need someone to talk to and it might not be a crisis, you know, just to bounce things off there. And um, not everyone's always available. And also, like, people who are closest to you may have their own biases. They might say mm-hmm. something that really annoys you. And so it's really good to have that neutral person just to talk to. Yeah. So I see that your um, speaking is a big part of your business model. Mm-hmm. For listeners who are looking to add speaking to their portfolio of business, how would you suggest them going about building their clients? Yeah, so speaking is something that I kind of um, I've always wanted to do, and generally I started by hosting my own events. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, ho- hosting my own events, even if they were free, 
just to be able to say, okay, I can do this. I can, I can draw a crowd. I can, you know, transform a, a room um, and getting that confidence in myself first. And that was really key. I mean, you can do that by even just, you know, having, um, looking at your local libraries and seeing if they have meeting rooms. It's usually free to have it in there. Um, But that's what I did for a little while was just to be able to bring people together. And once I had that confidence, um, obviously you go about, um, you know, getting um, testimonials. You go about, you know, updating the website and kind of getting your signature talks together. And then it was just really all about networking. And I really have found that just placing yourself in different rooms and letting people know what you do and how good you are at it, those opportunities will come to you. I had um, coffee with one woman from my alma mater last April, and that turned into four speaking engagements. Um, wow. And she just she just like, hey, I need somebody to come and talk to my seniors <laughs> about leadership. Or, hey, I need somebody to come in to talk to my freshmen about, you know, your life's passion. Like it just kept coming over and over again. And so I think that really when you um, when you have that first one, when you have that first opportunity in front of you, you know, really milk it and really, you know, get the testimonial and get, you know, feedback from the crowd um, you know, get pictures and video of it so you can mm-hmm. post that on your website. Um, but really, really take advantage of any opportunity that you have to be in front of an audience so that you can parlay that into more opportunities down the line. And I like that you start small. You know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. everyone sees um, people who are doing major events like, oh, wow, I can never get to that point. But mm-hmm. start small. Local libraries, you can get a free a community room and have a free event and just start mm-hmm. from there. That that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So what's next for you with your business? You're constantly evolving. You're amazing at what you do. What do you see next for um, Tara Jefferson as well as Self Care Suite? Yeah, so I am really trying to um, travel a bit more because I find that in One trend that I'm noticing, and I'm not the only one, but one trend that I'm noticing in society today is that things are increasingly um, individualized and things are increasingly set up so that we really don't have to interact with other people unless we choose to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, even things with, like, DoorDash and and, uh, Instacart and, you know, all of these areas where we might be leaving the house, it's becoming optional. And so I really want to make sure that as we become a more technologically advanced society that we are still having those opportunities for community because I believe that community is life-affirming. I think it's life-saving, and I feel like that's my mission. So I want to have more uh, monthly sister circles in different cities. Um, We've been to Atlanta, Chicago, D.C., Cleveland, Um, We're getting ready to head to New York and um, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I just want to keep traveling and keep bringing women together. We're going to have, I believe, two retreats next year for the first time, so that's going to be um, really exciting to to move from one to two. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, I just really want to keep bringing women together. 
and really allow them to get to know the other women in their community. Um, if you are not, you know, maybe have a church home or you don't not in like a professional organization, like it's hard to meet people. It is, especially and if you so, get older. <laughs> it is. It's hard to meet people. You usually end up making friends with like your kids friends, parents, and it's like, well, right. I don't really like them. <laughs> so it's like, how do I make, how do I meet people who I like really, you know, I'm, I really vibe with. And so I really believe that that's part of my purpose here is to make those connections and help people um, find their, their squad so that they can grow. Tell us a little bit more about Sister Circles. You know, you talked about the retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, what Sister Circles in all these cities um, that you're having and where the next ones will be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the sister circles are really, they're almost kind of like a mini retreat in a way, okay. um, but these sister circles are only about three hours or so. Okay. Um, but what it is, is it is a opportunity for women in a certain city, certain um region to come together for about three hours. We have the food, obviously, <laughs> and then Good. we also have, I always got to have food. You have to, you know, you have to. And um, so we'll have that. And then we'll have, um, obviously, each of them are around a theme. So like this year's Sister Circles are, um, are, are what does it mean series. So what does it mean to have joy? What does it mean to heal? What does it mean to um, thrive, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so we will have um, small group discussions where we'll talk about the theme in general. Each person gets a chance to kind of share their thoughts on the theme and how it relates to them in their life. And then we have some type of self-care activity. And so that might be, you know, small group acupuncture. Um, It might be a group um, healing circle with some Reiki. It might be um, earlier this year at our Cleveland sister circle, we had it at a um, flower bar. So after we had our discussion – yeah, each person got to create their own bouquet to kind of oh, that's really um, nice. <laughs> visually represent our discussion on what it meant to thrive. That's and really um, nice. yeah. yeah, so just there's like a hands-on activity at each one, and also to kind of give women an opportunity to maybe do something they hadn't done before. So like a lot of women had never put together their own bouquet before. Um, at previous events, a lot of women hadn't done acupuncture, and it's really just a way to one maybe introduce some aspect of self-care to you that maybe you want to integrate into your life, but also to have those conversations. That's what I'm all about, <laughs> that <Right>. conversation <laughs> and community um, and food, of course. I'm all about good that food like conversation. That's fun event. I love these, yeah. Right, right. And I try to do them um, – you know, at least quarterly, I'm trying to do more. Um, they're all kind of, you know, self-funded at the moment. So I'm looking for um, more funding and sponsors and everything to kind of help bring them to more cities. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm looking for. Um, hopefully there will be two more this year. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be looking for cities to head to for 2020. Well, think of Florida. I'm in South Florida, so if you are ever oh, in yeah. the- ever thinking about a new place to be, you know, South Florida will be great. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would love to come to Florida for sure, especially in the wintertime because here in Ohio, oh, I'm gosh. ready for a little <laughs> escapism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, down here, once you get past hurricane season, it's a lot more bearable right now. It's like in the 90s, so mm-hmm. it's not that fun. 
Yeah. So um, how how can listeners learn more about Self Care Suite and to get in contact with you? Sure. So I am. You can find me, um, or you can find the Self Care Suite online everywhere at the Self Care Suite. Um, you can um, find me personally on Instagram at Where Women Bloom. Um, I love meeting people and having people follow me there, um, follow me on the suite at all the different platforms, Twitter, um, Facebook, and Instagram. And then you can find me at my website is theselfcaresuite.com. Perfect. Now, we just have quick uh, rapid-fire questions just so listeners can, you know, know a little bit about you. So Mm -hmm. um, the first question is coffee or tea? Ooh, tea. Tea. Okay. Mm -hmm. Favorite vacation spot? Oh, favorite vacation spot. I'm going to say Savannah. Savannah, Georgia? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's been talking about Savannah, Georgia. Like, everyone says it's really, really nice. Yeah, it's just, it's a really, it reminds me of New Orleans, but it's quieter. <laughs> yeah, my sister said that. She was, she's been there about two times now, and she loves it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful. How's the food there? Is it pretty good? It's pretty good. It's not New Orleans good, but it's close enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, your superpower. Ooh. So, so my superpower or the superpower I wish I had. Your superpower. Hmm. My superpower, I think, is connection. Um, and I have a. Uh, my friends always tell me this, and I'm really like honing in and trying to like pay attention to it more but I have like a radar <laughs> for my friends like when they're going through something like I always show up at the moment that wow. they need like a moment of encouragement like it's kind of spooky but I always like I'll get like a little nudge something to tap me on the shoulder and I'll just grab my phone real quick and say like hey sis are you okay and the last time I did that, two weeks ago, my friend called me back immediately, and she was in full tears, like oh crying gosh. hysterically. And she was like, how did you know? And I was like, I just I just do. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, you know, just to ask that question, you know, out of the blue, if someone's really mm-hmm. going through it, I, I'm sure mm-hmm. it resonated with them. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a great superpower to have. Yeah, I'm just trying to wield it responsibly, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, Your favorite book? Ooh, my favorite book. Um, I would say it is probably, um, well, my favorite book currently is My Friend Fear. Um, It's by a woman. She's like a watercolor artist, um, Marilee Patel. And um, I love all of her books. She has a really cool journal called Start Where You Are. But um, my friend Fear is more of a book book, not a journal. Um, And it's just really all about, like, as the title says, like becoming friends with fear and not allowing it to kind of keep you in a box and not letting you – it's just a really inspirational and it's beautiful because, like I said, she's a watercolor artist. Um, it's a beautiful book, beautifully illustrated, and the message of, you know, making friends with your fear and going on a trip with it, and it really inspired me to look at my business differently and look at my abilities differently and to know that I can do hard things regardless of whether I'm scared. Hmm. 
I like that uh, the title, mm-hmm. My Friend yeah. Fear. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a paradox. Um, mm-hmm. I have to check it out. Um, yeah. Favorite quotes? Um, I don't know who said this, but I remember um, Dave Chappelle said it on, I think, like, inside the actor's studio or something. Um, but it says, like, you know you've made an impact when – Everything before you is obsolete, and everything after you bears your mark. Wow. And I just, I just love that quote. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you so much, Tara, for joining us today. I mean, this has been an amazing interview. It really encourages all of us to practice self-care and to – pretty much learn more about what you're doing. What you're doing is amazing and it's definitely needed in this world, especially for women, because I find that we are always being pulled in so many different directions. And if we can't take care of ourselves, it's very hard for us to take care of others. So thank you so much for the gift that you're giving to us. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And um, if you'd like to, again, learn more about Tara Jefferson, please check out the self-care suite and, um, we will be talking soon. Hopefully um, I will be able to go to one of your sister circles next year. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, Tara. All right.